Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, Khalil Green, and welcome to the Almighty Show. Today is a very cool day, real chill outside, and I'm here with one of my good friends that I've been able to meet while I'm here at Mizzou. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> I am Tyree Bayon. What's the word? What's the word? Nothing much. Thank you so much for having me, first. Anytime. I feel like it's a special moment to have T-Pain's lone lost son. <laughs> You're never gonna live that down, are you? <laughs> I have literally been, I'm not gonna say I've been caught that all my life, but like, mm -hmm. that's, I've been, a, especially after I started my hair, mm -hmm. that's the only thing I've heard. Was okay. T -Pain, T -Pain, How long have you been growing your hair? Nine years next month. Sheesh, that's a journey. That's crazy. What made you wanna start? Um, I wanted hair. Mm. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, wanted cause hair. when I would grow my hair out, I wouldn't like take care of it. Mm. So obviously, if you start locks, you don't really have to, you don't have to do anything. So I was like, yeah, I want to start them because my my parents was like, no, you're not growing your hair out because you don't have to take care of it. Type stuff, type stuff. I, I feel you, I feel you. So you're a sophomore here at Mizzou. Yes. First and foremost, what made you choose Mizzou? Oh, do we want to be real? Do we? <laughs> I don't want nobody to hear what I said on this podcast. Nah. But I'm applying for some stuff later and be like, but you said this on this. Hey, whatever um, you feel like is deemable for uh, this episode. Um, Honestly, I didn't choose it. It kind of mm. just fell in my lap. I'm not going to lie to you. Type um, stuff. I just, our school had the, it's called the Casey Scholars. I heard about it. And the one I got was literally Mizzou only. Mm. So I was like, Might okay, well. I have. Look, I have the ride. I got in. Mm -hmm. I have the money. Might right. as well. A lot of my biggest concern, or one of my biggest concerns, was obviously the black population. Mm -hmm. um, and so prior to coming here, I've definitely had heard people talk about black Mizzou. And I was like, I've mm -hmm. never heard any other college, especially PWI, have a black whatever. Right. So I, I was like, I think I'll be fine. As long as they're black, I'll be fine. Facts, facts. And that's the thing about black Mizzou. Like, everybody's real cool with each other. Like, it's a real cool community. I'll definitely say that. Have you ever thought about going to an HBCU before coming to Mizzou? Yes, I, I don't think I was really heavy on like, oh, I need to go to HBCU, uh -huh. but um, obviously I was kind of wanted to lean more towards um, a place for people that look like me. Um, Type stuff. So I think definitely I want to try for grad school to go to HBCU, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was definitely saying the same thing. Like, um, I mean, PWI is, is cool. It has its perks or whatever, but like. I feel like there's nothing that's like the environment for an HBCU, for real, for real. Like, whether it's the uh, staff, faculty treating each other like family or students really just being there for each other or just the overall atmosphere of a, uh, HBCU, it's nothing like it, for real, for real. So, I definitely understand. Yeah, I think with black people, though, like, when we talk about, like, just, like, being around us, I don't think anybody else is going to understand how comfortable and how just how being around people like you makes you feel. Or not not gonna say like that, but especially mm. black people, African-American. For sure. Specific. Especially because we're the minority, you know? Yeah. So it's not too many places where we are able to truly be ourselves without having to worry about any other actions or reactions or stuff like that. But since being here, you've been involved in a lot of stuff. MBMI, for one of them, and ABJ. Uh, how do you feel like those have shaped your experience? since being here um crazy enough when i got here i was like i don't even want to do anything i was mm -hmm. like i don't want to be in anything and then it was weird because obviously you have to be admitted to nbmi before you get here right um and then i was i'm also in trio and that was mm -hmm. from high school so i carried really? over um but i was kind of like eh, like i don't really feel like it and weirdly enough my friends at the time were just starting to look 
uh, at different organizations that were trying to get out. So I was like, you know what? Let me like try to see what they got going on. Let me see mm-hmm. what events are going on. Because even last year, it was a, there was it was a decent amount of stuff. For sure, for sure. But I think it's helped me and shaped my experience just because I've always loved community and I've always loved extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. So it gives me a purpose. It gives me. Um, I want to say something to do, but it's even it's more than just like something to do. It gives me something a to a drive. Like it gives mm-hmm. me a focus. It like helps me figure out, well, you want to be in school, but why do you want to be in school? Mm-hmm. What can you do in terms of these organizations? Right. Um, what do you, you know, it helps me think about what I want to do after school. Like mm-hmm. it kind of just really helps me connect with the people around me and have conversations about any and everything so that in my head I can figure out what I want to do. Tough stuff. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. That's nice. Um, do you have I don't want you to like put yourself out there but like do you have any favorite organizations that you're a part of <laughs> I know it's hard picking a picking a favorite you it know, is but. hard but I'm gonna have to say NBMI all day um it's I'm gonna say most of it is personal mm. um but honestly even just with the org it's just like I didn't think I could actually I didn't think I would be this close to these people like mm. just period so I think just forming those relationships and actually having um, consistency with them and actually mm-hmm. having people that are gonna say that they're cool with you and like uh, follow through with it follow through with it and like mm-hmm. be consistent and actually check up on you or like ask you for stuff or and I know I can ask them for stuff like um, you know it's not something that you can get all the time and I yeah. just really really and then obviously um, Donald was a really big part but Facts. even now Joel just I don't know they're just very influential to my thought process at this time um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I, even if somebody public like elsewhere mm. said it, it's still definitely gonna be in my type, type stuff. I respect it. I respect it. Um, you came in to Mizzou. I feel like at a weird time. You Very. know, COVID just happened. Everything was virtual. It's like the first real year of like fully online classes. Like, how did that really affect your freshman year? Because I know it's not the typical college experience, especially for freshmen. So. I mean, well, obviously at the time, all I was worried about was, are we going to be there? Are we going to be there? Because mm. after they said we can get on campus, I said, I don't care about anything. <laughs> oh, me. I'm like, we've been in the house. I didn't get to have my prom. We had a drive through graduation. Fact. Oh, a drive through graduation? We had a, yeah, we had, but it was drive through But a lot of people around us just had it like outside in a bigger mm. place. Yeah. We had a drive through But I was like, as long as they say, we get, they give us a green light. I don't cool. care. Um obviously look don't follow in my lead but we were still making stuff happen even on bro <laughs> hey <laughs> we um but even like with the school obviously they still had little like they have movies in the park like mm-hmm. um so i think i don't think it af- affected that much like mm-hmm. it did only because i didn't actually get a full sense of having to get up every day having to make right. sure i was everywhere so then obviously when that dragged over it's like no, I don't feel like getting up. And then obviously I'm farther from campus, so like right. I really don't feel like getting up to go to the class. For sure, for sure. Um, but other than that, I think it was just more so like when we got here, I was like, this is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously certain things that we couldn't have. Now I'm kind of like, well, dang, I wish I would have had that year because now it's kind of like seems like it's cut off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like it was just a, a hiccup year, especially for y'all, because I feel like y'all was like the only class to like miss out on prom and have that weird graduation. That's so crazy. I feel so bad for y'all. I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, I think, especially because, I mean, the graduation was the graduation. I'm kind of mad about ours just because I have a vendetta against the fact that everybody else around me was like, we're at the, we're on the football stadium. I'm like, Mm. we could have did that. Mm. That wouldn't have been that hard. But I mean, obviously, we're going to have, I mean, I'm going to have another 
opportunity to, you know, get really dressed up, take right. pictures, do that type of thing. Because my junior prom was... Uh, so you went to both proms, too. I was going to go to the senior year, but I did go to junior year. Junior mm. year was... It was terrible. Like, I, I feel like... didn't like any of it. <laughs> I'm going to be real. Even though I did go to both proms, I felt like it was supposed to be a senior-only thing. I don't even know how I made it to the junior prom, but... F it, we ball. We ball. But, um... Yeah, you saw you really enjoyed uh, MBMI for the community aspect of it. Um, what are some things that helped you like envision for yourself? Ooh, that's a great question. I think I think when I get well after college, um, or even just for investing my time in like later down the line, I definitely want to be a mentor in every mm-hmm. sense of the word. I want to help people. Um, and be a mentor to people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things is just because I feel like I didn't have that. Um, and mm-hmm. I have a great support system, but um, I don't think I ever had somebody that was that looked like me and that was more so like me mm-hmm. kind of guiding me. So I, so I think I really just want to make sure that um, the younger generations know not only is it okay to be yourself, but how helpful it is for you to put your time back into your community that's hard that's definitely hard what are you major in i don't know if i ever <laughs> asked you like this whole time I've, I've always known you i've never asked you what your um, major is so per the, <laughs> the <laughs> thing it says business and i'm a journalism minor uh-huh. but i would like to leave here with um, a journalism major as you should so, yeah. you know number one journalism school <laughs> in america and, I'm, and then since, I know, since i'm here like why not at least get you know something something what uh, made you want to become a journalism major? Well, you don't tell me. Uh, I've always wanted to do journalism <laughs> because um, uh, even before I came here, I've always said I wanted to be a TV show host mm-hmm. or personality. I can definitely see you as it. Like, you have the enthusiasm. You have the, I don't know, the just the energy for it. But uh, coming in, I kind of was still in the mindset of, well, I don't want to be broke mm-hmm. uh, after this. <laughs> And I was like, I don't, the journalism majors do not make that much money. So I was kind of just like, "Eh." but then I was like, kind of just tap back in. I was like, well, mm, it'll come. You'll figure out other stuff, Mm -hmm. but you need to do what you actually want to do because you're not going to feel, you're not going to feel like it or you're not going to want to do it if you don't actually like it. Exactly. I'm very happy that you, um, that you actually thought about that. Um, before this interview, you said you had some questions for me, uh, it's time to reverse the rules. I'm not used to this. It's none other than your boy Tyree Nazir, and I'm here with. Uh, my name's Khalil Green. <laughs> Khalil the Deal Green, host of the Almighty Show. Well, the co host now. <laughs> so, you're a junior, correct? Yes. Um, what is your major? You're journalism too, right? I used to be journalism. What are you doing? I actually did the opposite of you. Wow. I was a journalism major, but I switched to business. What? Which avenue? Like uh, which? Marketing. Ooh, that's insane Because that's exactly What I want to do That's crazy That's crazy ah. <laughs> um, But I know You were talking about My like The COVID year for us But mm. I couldn't imagine How annoyed You guys mm. are At being here Was it a full year Or just half a year normal? It was half a year well, Okay it was, it was like It was like 75% a year yeah, it was kind of because y'all get out the first week of May, so just yeah. all of April and the half of March was kind of messed up. Yeah, but how I know y'all would if it wasn't, I would be extra annoyed. So how did that I was, feel for you having that took the cutoff for that? Cause mm-hmm. Did they like send y'all home too? They definitely did. Yeah, it was like seventy five percent of the year that uh, we actually got to be a part of. Um, and I keep telling 
all of my friends this, but that freshman year for us, for me personally, it was a movie. Like, good grades, good vibes. Like, everybody was getting to know everybody. Uh, you know, freedom from Ooh, being yes. at your parents from high school and stuff like that. So, really just getting a, a good feel of the new world, I guess I could say. And so, I remember the day, too. I think it was, like, March 13th. Yep. Um, I was... Me, my friend CJ, Trey, Amani, that whole crew, we were all just hanging out going to Southwest, you know, the best dining hall. One of the, one of the best dining halls. I don't know who, probably Mark Twain, I don't know. But, yeah, we went to South, uh, Southwest, get something to eat, then we all got the notification, like, you know, no more school. Well, it didn't say no more school at first. It was like, we're going to take like a break. Like a two week break yeah. Ooh. And I'm like Okay Extra spring break Cause spring break was like Next week or something like that So we like Okay That's an extra spring break Classes got cancelled We I'm like Okay we can Just go home Watch the game We chilling Whatever right And then That was like the same day The NBA Postponed their season And like In the middle of the game They stopped the Nuggets game I'm like This COVID stuff Can't be serious I'm thinking it's gonna be Like another Ebola Or Zika virus or something. I'm like, okay, you know, they say it's gonna be crazy, but I ain't tripping too hard. But little did we know that COVID had had pause and it was really beating us, you know. So, um, yeah, that just that whole experience. Uh, at first, it was like cool in the moment. We were like, cool, you know, extra spring break. But we, as we grew and started to understand, like this is gonna start change like the very foundation of. Our lives, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is actually going to have a, a long-lasting effect. And looking back on it, I'm, I'm appreciative of being able to experience at least 75% of my freshman year, but we didn't even get to feel the full effect of, like, what uh, spring semester is actually supposed to feel like. Yeah. And I feel like this year will be, like, the first real year where I can experience what a true... Exactly. So, like um, I said, wasn't able to um, experience full spring break, uh, not spring break, spring semester, freshman year, sophomore year. There was a spring semester. We people were on campus, but it wasn't the same. You know, people yeah. didn't necessarily have to go to class. So we all huddled up in our rooms, uh, wherever we stayed, and doing our homework online and stuff like that. Easy A, you know. But still, it's not the same. You know, so. Uh, sophomore year, it was more. I'm gonna be real. I, I I like in-person classes more. So sophomore year was a little challenging, strictly because it was just pure online, and I gotta I gotta have a human interaction anyway. So yeah, it was pretty pretty tough. No, I definitely get that, and I don't think because even my friends are like, "Well, it's like you know, I want to do all that." I'm like, "No, it's not the same. I can't, especially in just I can't function like that. I need right. to be." It needs to have a structure too. I think that was really what messed me up, and especially getting comfortable with being like literally open up my computer, right. sliding on, and I can go. I literally would go back to sleep. Yeah, for real. It was just kind of like, eh. so mm-hmm. definitely still getting adjusted. But I definitely couldn't imagine how y'all felt, especially at the time. Mm-hmm. But that little, that's that happy stint where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go to school. Right. Oh, I'm like, I love my life. I'm like, oh, we're about to be back in May at the late. No wait. I'm like, we're about to be back in April. Cool. Right. Second week, third week. I'm like, it's cool. Then I was like, yeah, no. This right. Ain't, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't really doing it. <laughs> no, for real. Um, actually, I got one more question before you keep asking me okay. questions. This is your first full year 
without being online. How how is that treating you so far? Um, like I said, I love in person a lot better than online. Mm. Like, or even even if hybrid was like a more accessible option, that would honestly probably be the perfect mix. Mm-hmm. But I actually like. I think it's more so like the routine but i kind of have to be more hands-on or i have to be more visual because if it's just on a computer screen it's a it's a detached element to it and i kind of just need even if it is a lecture Mm -hmm. okay i can record it right 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 there i have to kind of make sure i look uh, halfway decent and uh, instead of i can turn my computer off or i can turn my uh mic and my yeah camera uh, camera off off, and i literally i don't have to be doing anything so i'm not going to be engaged for sure i definitely like the in person a whole lot better for dang near everything for um, sure now again what this has also taught us if it can be online put it online no for real like <laughs> if it can put it online make or at least move. have the option man um, that's probably one of the biggest things that came out of this for sure for sure but um before we start i was telling you this is the first time in a while i've done like even like with the headphones and stuff uh, <laughs> when know. i was in high school i used to be on a radio really? station show yeah uh, take you out take you out you was doing this before me then you the real host Mm, but uh, I did that before And that's um, what kind of made me want to do Like broadcast like later mm-hmm. down the line But what made you want to start an actual podcast yourself? Man It was just It just started off as an idea That me and some friends had um, Just being able to goof off Talk about anything for real for real Just whatever I have on my mind I'm pretty sure a lot of people Also have on their mind Whether they want to say it or whether they don't just making sure it's just an outlet for not only what I got to say, but what my friends got to say. Just having my friends on or, yeah, anything, for real, for real. Making goofy debates or just serious topics. You know, the goofy debates like um, the the tournament I just did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where Proud Family shouldn't have won, but it went, ran, it won anyway, but... We ain't finna get into that. Well, what was your person? What would you have wanted to be the winner? I wanted. I mean, since it got that far, I wanted Team Titans to win. But I, I just expected SpongeBob to win. To be honest. Yes, but I love SpongeBob so. Much. Exactly. Like, it is what it is, though. But yeah, stuff like that. Being able to just get a whole entire audience together just to talk about something. You know what I'm saying? Have people exchange thoughts exchange ideas you know i feel like that's what really makes the world go around people being able to exchange ideas and be like oh i think this well i think this is that because of this type stuff you know so not only will it bring a good conversation out of people um but it helps people look at things different you know what i'm saying give people viewpoints whether it's like oh i'm not the only one that thinks like this or Maybe, oh, dang, people do think like this. Or just like, oh, someone actually goes through this type of stuff, so maybe I can do, you know, great too. So, stuff like that. Um, And I'm going to be real. I honestly think that a lot of my friends are going to be successful. And I feel like, especially after that Kanye documentary, I just be like, I got to see what they, you know, how they was before they blow up, you feel me? So, it's a mix of all that. They got me started on this. Definitely feel you because not only do I obviously, like I said, I love community, but like Mm. conversations, I could talk for for how long about whatever. (laughs) Honestly, no, for real. My mom, she be calling me Chatty Charles sometimes. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. I might steal that Uh, because that's actually hilarious. Um, But I know you say you know you want like the community aspect as well, but like Mm. where do you? Where do you, especially with a lot of other people now doing their own podcast and kind mm-hmm. of trying to 
branch off and kind of just not even making a bad name, but like a lot of times it's kind of like mm-hmm. there's actually no point or substance to whatever you're saying. For sure. What do you do not only to stand out, but where do you want to use your platform for in the future? Uh, to stand out, I feel like I try to take a more broader approach because I feel like a lot of podcasts, they stick to one type of topic and, you know, they run with it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like my podcast is made for the masses. It's truly made for uh, a whole broad and general audience. Like, like I got episodes that deal with sports topics. I'm finna start having more episodes about movies. Or I'm finna start having more episodes talking about spiritual wealth, health, growth, success, well, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or mental health. I had an episode about mental health or literally anything. So having people, you know, who like, oh, well, I don't like to listen to podcasts about, you know, talk about black people. Or, we were kings or, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, so my whole goal for this show is for everyone to find some type of niche episode or niche topic that they like to listen into. And, you know, so if they're not necessarily uh, enthused about one episode, they be like, well, I like this episode, this episode, and this episode. Just, you know, even if I don't like episode 14 or something like that. So just being able to find the most ways to connect to the most people, I guess, okay. is one way I can oh stand out. Versatility is For very sure. much key. Exactly. And so, um, and if I get enough people saying they like a certain topic, Make sure I dive into that topic, whether it's you know in a series or uh, just having different friends come on and talk about it or whatever. So stuff like that. But where I see myself going and with this show going in the future, um, I definitely envision myself branching off into different types of entertainment, whether it's uh, blogs for like the black side of Mizzou. Uh, so just blogging for the events, letting people know what happens at the events and stuff like that, or what the event president has to say about the certain whatever. So stuff like that, or just different entertainment things like the playoff series or shorts episodes and stuff like that. Anything, literally. Just being able to just get my creativity out there as much as possible um, is really what I'm trying to do. Okay, okay. And that's also crazy that we just said we wanted to dang near do the same thing because, well, I like the bit. Well, I love the business school, actually, like sure. especially now being here. I actually love the business school. It's a great school. Located. It is, um, especially just especially a lot of the things I I do have a lot of strong history with it mm-hmm. and a lot of um, what's the word influence, I guess, or mm-hmm. like there's a lot of very. I guess proud. I don't know what word I'm trying to talk about right now, mm-hmm. but like you know, the first to do something or like right. these people inspirational. Or like these yeah. people have done this program before, and when you, especially when you hear about it or know about it, you're like, mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy, especially right. considering like, you know, I'm in these orgs now. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely love the business school, but because um, I was definitely just even just recently, like it wasn't even that long ago, but I was thinking like I could, if not like the public relations or like the mm-hmm. human resources. Definitely marketing. Like, I feel like I would yeah. love doing that. Um, and then, obviously, I still want to do... I was going to do broadcast, but I think I might change it to, like, either Convergence or mm-hmm. Stratcom. I'm going to have to look more into those. But I think I want to do both of those for mm-hmm. my majors. Um, just because 
Also, maybe in the sense of like the money making, if I have more than one, I can kind of branch off and do other things. For even sure. like for grad school, like yeah. I was like journalism for grad school don't really sound like <laughs> that make a lot of sense. Hey. Now, do the grad graduates make more money if you go to grad school for it? For yes, sure. but you know. Yeah, I understand. I'm picking up what you're putting down. One thing I can say, um, if you still like marketing, uh, look into like Stratcom because. Uh, I've had a conversation with a senior my, I want to say the beginning of my sophomore year, end of freshman year or beginning of sophomore year, and he was explaining to me how he was a StatCom major, uh, marketing uh, minor, but the class, a single class he was taking or the single type of classes he was taking counted for both of them. That's so, crazy. Exactly. Definitely looking so, to that. It's, it's a new money glitch. Tap in. You feel me? So, <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, with marketing... Um, I feel like I switched to it because I would be able to use the creativity that I was longing for whenever it came to journalism. Like, I'm really good at writing. So essays, I just knock out in two to three days, if that. So being able to use my creativity while also being able to build that type of, um, like, human interaction or those relationships I get to have uh, that comes with marketing is just... It's a win-win for real, for real. Being able to know how to strategize and strategically uh, market something, whether it's in real estate or just digital advertising in general. I just love marketing. Okay, best I could put it. Did you say that you did want to do grad school after undergrad? I was thinking about. I like at first, if you ask, if you ask freshman Khalil, he would have been like, "Ew, like, no, never grad school, never, yuck." But now. Hey, it's, it's looking a little appealing. I ain't gonna fake it, like. But, like I said, if I end up doing grad school, it's gonna be in, at an HBCU has more to than be, like. Has to be. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. why? Why do you think you want to go to HBCU for grad school? Is it because you didn't go to one for undergrad or? Um, I feel like going to a PWI. I've gained all that I've needed to gain. From a H- uh, from a PWI, um, there's two different environments. Um, I've been able to be blessed enough to grow up in both environments, whether it's an all-white school or a predominantly black school. Uh, getting a feel for both of those types of cultures, um, I've been able to build a strong foundation within myself at a PWI. So being able to go to an HBCU, I feel like not only will I be able to rely on myself as a strong foundation, but I can rely on the community to back me up. I mean, of course, I got my friends back here and, you know, that's always going to support me and my family and stuff like that. But at HBCU, there's a family feel to it. There's a hospitality feel to it that these people truly care about what you got going on and a lot of the times you see inspiration with people that look just like you or who were in your experience, uh, who were in your shoes at first, you know, and you seeing those type of people that made it, that used to be where you were, it gives you a sense of confidence and be like, you know what, even if times are tough, I can still rock out. I can still, you know, do what I got to do to get to where I want to be. And so in the PWI, of course, you know, there were people in my position, but they aren't highlighted as much. They're not celebrated as often, for real, for real. I mean, if you think about it, the only black references in Mizzou is 
go BCC. Yeah. Gaines Odom Black Cultural Center. That's about it. Yeah. And even his story was tragic. You know what I'm saying? So being able to have that type of black inspiration, the black community, uh, not only just my friends and family, but my, the faculty looking out for me. Me not having to beg the faculty to just like give me uh, some attention so you can actually yeah. at least put some half effort into try to help me or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the amount of times, like I feel like this is a nationwide problem, HBCU or not, but P- or PWR. But like the amount of times I'd be calling like the cashier office or like one of the advisors or something like that to just actually do some help me with my situation or whatever the case may be, you know. Of course, people gonna have to go out and do things for themselves. I'm not complaining about that, but like, people actually taking initiative after you've done all you can, yeah. you know, and not stretching yourself thin to make sure you can get the best out of everyone, you know, who you ask for help. And so, at the HBCU, I feel like it's more than likely that those type of people will actually go out of their way to make sure that you are set up to succeed for real, for real, you know. Yeah. And so, I have to just go into that environment like i'm gonna feel at home i'm i like to dress out like these HBC, i mean these pwrs they they tricked us into dressing bummy into class <laughs> like i have to step on these people's necks too man like but besides that i i just love everything about hbcus just like like i said the hospitality the community the people everything about it you definitely get it. You definitely get it. Just because, even with the the outfits, because I'd be like, no, my friends would even be like, you're going to class. I'm okay. like, I don't, I don't want to. And I think that in particular goes back to if you look good, you feel good, and that's literally Facts. something I think I live by. Because if mm-hmm. I don't look like, if if I'm wear, if I'm looking bummy, I don't feel okay. Like more exactly. than likely, I just don't like comfortable and bummy is two different things. But I do not look like I cared about myself. Man. I don't care about myself right now. So Facts. <laughs> I got to I got to step. I got to step. For sure. And you know what's crazy? I literally had this conversation not too, like 2 days ago. I'm like it's a difference between you truly dressing bummy and you really just being comfortable with yourself like at least act like you care about yourself. I care yeah. about your appearance, you feel me? Like I know clothes and fashion isn't the end all be all, but like Give, give a little bit of effort yeah, And I love I, I love fashion Obviously But I, don't blame you. I, I just love it Yeah so you, be, you be stepping I ain't gonna fake it You be thank stepping Thank you Thank you But um, I think even Cause I think before I went here I definitely For some reason Texas was In my head heavily Like mm-hmm. I was like I kinda wanna go to Texas I kinda wanna go to Texas mm-hmm. and I was supposed to go On the HBCU tour Wow And then COVID Just messed everything up So Cause I think they go to like They go to a whole bunch Of different schools uh, mm-hmm. On that tour Cause before that I have only I had only toured uh, PWIs mm-hmm. um, but I think for me especially being here it's a comfort thing overall yeah. I do not feel comfortable around people that don't at least look like me Type so because mind you even with me I have to worry about a different thing even if I'm with black people mm-hmm. but I can just be myself like it feels like I can just I don't yeah. have to you know make Put sure I'm talking a certain way yeah like I don't have to Codes and I again, you know, we have to code switch. It's not nothing, uh-huh. I guess, too bad or too crazy. But mm-hmm. the fact that I can just be, yeah, to a certain extent, um, is very comforting. But mm-hmm. even after being here for a while, I'm just like, I don't think there's a point in pouring into places that weren't built for me and don't care about me. Facts. And so even 
going further, it's like I don't. I want to go to HBCU, but also after undergrad or after I go to H, uh, go to grad school, I want to live in a predominantly black area. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to go places Just where I'm not understood, accepted, or wasn't even built for me in general? Exactly. But no, uh, especially well. For me, college has definitely been. We're just gonna call it a journey. We're gonna keep it start and keep it at that. For sure. But um, even with y'all, I know because even we started like on that year, but you kind of having to essentially continuously adjust throughout all of these years. How do you think that's affected your time here? Um, it definitely forced me to uh, mature a lot. Uh, I I came here in, I came here into a golly. I came here, <laughs> I came here as a boy and you know as the year went on I became a young man and still you know a young man but I feel like I'm a young mature man now um but yeah like step by step day by day I'm doing what I can to make sure I become a better person and to be honest I was having this talk with one of my other friends but like looking back you know, freshman year, I wouldn't have imagined that I would have made this much of an impact on campus or be able to meet the amazing people that I met or be able to do the amazing things I've been able to do. A big part of that is because I was able to become more than what I was and what I came here to be. And so, uh, yeah, this experience, it taught me to adjust, like you said, it taught me to, um, not be anxious i mean i i feel like i've been through i've been through the fire like uh, i've been through depression i've been through anxiety all that and i mean i'm not any of that anymore like i've, I've learned to truly find myself well i can't even say i found myself because i was never really lost but like i'm using the tools that i was gifted at birth to build the future that i want that's the best i could put it it's a beautiful essay. I'm a very, very... Thank you. It's clicking, it's clicking. Thank you, thank you. But that's very inspirational, too, because mm-hmm. me, too, especially... I'm think I'm not going to say I'm in the thick of it, but... Mm-hmm. These last two, it. It's the eight, eight, eight. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to say it's ever going to, quote-unquote, end, because, you know, like I called it a journey. It's, right. you know, continuous. It's not always looking for the end, but it's, you know, you have to go through it to get through um, it, I think it's very beautiful how you say, you know, the tools you were gifted at birth to mm. you know, get to where you want. And again, um, yeah. like going back to me, like, I talk, like, talking has been something I can do without thinking mm. forever. You know, you used to get in trouble yeah. with elements for, you know, they have to switch your cards out. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's crazy just being like, no, you don't talk a lot. Just use it to what you, just use it exactly. to your benefit. It's something you can do, it's something you're good at. Why not? Exactly. So, yeah, definitely. Find your gifts and just build off of that. That's the best I can give you. That's the most advice I can give you so far. Um, you will do what you will with that information. It will help you out in the long run. I promise you. But um, before we wrap it up, are there anything, well, is there anything that uh, you would like to reflect on since your time being here? Like, you know, overall, good or bad? Overall, I don't think we're not gonna go too deep into whatever I'm about to say, mm. but I think mm, maybe just kind of some points about what while I've been here. Um, you need to take care of yourself first because mm-hmm. if you're not okay, 
you can't be okay for nobody else. Yeah. Um, that saying, uh, no one can love you until you love yourself is very true. Yeah, and that's insane. Yeah. Um, it's cliche, but very true. What else? Um, don't get attached to anything. Mm. And it's not to say that you can't connect or you can't get close, but mm. you're going to hurt yourself if you, like, need whatever it is. Mm. Um, what else? What else? Is crazy enough, even though I said I've talked a lot of the times when I, I guess, need to talk, I don't. Mm -hmm. um, where I don't, I guess, trust that when I do, people will actually like take whatever it is and like mm -hmm. listen to me. Um, so if you need to talk about something, talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you have uh, formed closer bonds with people. But even when you talk about like faculty and stuff, um, Obviously, I kind of went in being like, well, why don't I want to talk to the, the staff here? But, yeah. you know, when it's people that look like you and they're actually like, like they push you a little bit more to be like, okay, no, like we're here for you. Like we're mm -hmm. not like everybody else. Um, that's very comforting and it helps a lot. Um, for sure. Um, live life. I think I'm very, mm -hmm. especially now, it's very much wherever the wind, not wherever the wind takes me, but whatever is in store is in store. Like mm -hmm. I've, all you can actually do is try. Like mm -hmm. actually do is think, learn the lessons, push yourself a little bit, um, try new ooh, try new things, For sure. and especially recently, I'm saying that more so in your mindset and what you are actually doing, because if you kind of just sit and you're thinking, that's not gonna change the outcome. You're just gonna it's gonna stay how it is. But if you put more action to it, then okay, that's a different thing. If you mm. talk a different way, that's gonna change it. If you decide to try to look at the situation from somebody else's perspective, that's going to change literally everything. So definitely, even with your mindset, but even just your actions and people and places, just try new things. For sure. I definitely like that. Uh, that's what college is all about, being able to try new things, try new opportunities, and meet new people. So I definitely like that reflection. Um, but yeah, you did pretty good interviewing me. Uh, you're an amazing co-host. <laughs> <laughs> But you guys heard it from T-Pain's long lost son himself. Oh, what? Try new things, y'all. Can I do an outro? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, it's none other than your boy Tari Nazir here with Khalil Green. And this has been The Almighty Show. Peace.